Just a quick note, this episode has been uploaded to YouTube. The video version of this is on YouTube, so check it out. Welcome back to episode 89 of the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. Today in the podcast, we're going to discuss the three iconic great philosophers of all time, which are Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle. My last podcast uh, I did on the philosopher King Marcus Aurelius, and I've been drawn to the philosophy last few weeks getting into it. One of the reasons why I feel it's so important to pursue the study of philosophy and an understanding of living a life in a philosophical way, yes, of course, I get into the Eastern philosophy, the Tao Te Ching, the Book of Five Rings, the Hagakuru, and a lot of these different writings. Um the Dharmapada, teachings of Buddha. And it's great, but you need to have that full spectrum understanding, and the Greeks were phenomenal when it comes to breaking down the meaning of life. You know, the Western thinking and breaking down the meaning of life. It's important because what ends up happening, it even happens to me on some occasions when you'll get into a podcast or a show or a discussion, and it really begins to turn negative because everything that is being fed to you or what you're being told is how bad the system is and how this is, you know, the vaccines and the banking system. And we're aware of that, but give me something that's going to feed me and help me. So it does me no good to say, hey, my neighbor has a shitty house and I want to just tear down, metaphorically tear down his home. But that doesn't help me build my home. So instead of tearing down your neighbor's home, just deconstruct it metaphysically. Uh, metaphorically, metaphorically deconstruct his home and then rebuild it together in an idealized way, okay? Either your neighbor's home or your own home, however you want to look at it. So instead of just taking a negative route, you know, like I said, sitting in a puddle of your own piss, eating Cheetos, it's not going to help anybody. you got to get up and dust yourself off, and you got to move into uh, the teachings that are going to edify you and that are going to build you up as an individual and as a human being. It's very important to build yourself up. So that's one of the main reasons why I'm going over these three philosophers. So we're going to get into it real quick. And if you forgive me, I got some notes, a little technical here. Um, The first and the father of modern day philosophy is Socrates. Socrates was born in the year 470 BC in Athens, which was known as the golden age of Athens. There was a lot of architecture, art, sculpture, just everything was taking place at that time in Athens, and and, and it was just what's known known as the Golden Age. And the thing with Socrates was that he never wrote anything down. The dude didn't write shit down. He would walk around and question people, and he employed what's called the Socratic method, which is to question everything, and his big thing was... I know nothing, and the only thing that I know is I know nothing. Those are like his famous words. And the dude was really, really a smart, smart guy. So let's see. He never wrote anything down. He liked to ask a lot of questions. And he be, he befriended, or actually he became the teacher of Plato. And Plato did write everything down. And it said that when Plato met Socrates, Plato burned all of his books and said, you know what, these are all garbage. I'm starting from day one. I'm starting from scratch. 
with, with you, Socrates, because that's how profound Socrates' teachings were. So Plato wrote what's called the Dialogues, and what they are are hypothetical conversations between himself and Plato about the meaning of life and deep philosophy as far as what, what, what it is to be a man and to live and to exist and good and evil and all that fun stuff. So Plato wrote down the uh, Dialogues, and they, till this day also, they stand. Plato also wrote a book called The Republic. So, right, let's get into the etymology of the word philosophy. The word philosophy is a combination of two words, which is love and knowledge. So, philosophy stands for the love of knowledge. Philio is love, like Philadelphia is a city of brotherly love, so philio. And knowledge is Sophia, so philio, Sophia philosophy okay um which means to seek the truth one day one of the oracles of delphi approached a friend of socrates and this oracle of delphi said tell and they would divinate a lot of stuff these people they they said tell socrates that he's the smartest man in the land he just is and the word got back to socrates and socrates said no there's no way i'm the smartest man in the land because there has to be smarter people than me. So he employed the Socratic method. He went about speaking to politicians, to political leaders, to businessmen, to military people. And he just spoke with, you know, everyone trying to punch holes in their shit or trying to figure out what they knew about life. And he kind of be began to war on people down. He started to wear people down. But he, in this process, he kind of realized that he was the smartest dude around. And again, he was rubbing a lot of people thin. And it got so bad, it got to the point where he was uh, he was forced to drink the hemlock and, and, and you know, die. It's not suicide because he wasn't doing it himself. They, they executed him. They forced him to drink the hemlock. And the two reasons were heresy and corrupting of society or something like that. And he was given the opportunity to escape and get away by one of his friends. But he says, I'm not going to escape because I was judged by my peers and if I were to try to escape, this would mean that, you know, I fear death and, you know, I'm not a citizen of Athens or whatever. So he went through and drank the hemlock. I believe he was 70 years old, so he was an older guy at the time. He, was kind of, he said that he was ready for this liberation and this freedom. So that's that. And uh, let's see. So... Socrates's two most famous quotes were an unexamined life is not worth living and true knowledge is, exists in knowing you know nothing again which is you know what we just said and let's see so yeah he was a he was a profound dude so you have you have Socrates who was the original uh, philosopher and wrote nothing down and Plato became his student. Plato wrote, the wrote, wrote everything down, and it was called the Dialogues. And Plato actually started a school, the School of Athens, for philosophy. And my understanding is people were able to enroll there free. And it wasn't so much a teaching where, you know, Plato and Socrates and them really broke everything down to them and dictated everything down to them. But they had dialogues and they had discussions and they hashed out what the real meaning of life was together. So a student might come in and they would go back and forth and, and, and go through this whole process, the Socratic method of learning. 
and going deeper into the philosophy and truth and meanings of life. Okay. So that's Plato, and he again he wrote the, the Republic and the Plato's Dialogues. So as Plato was attending to his school, the School of Athens, he had someone that came, which was, let's see, Plato was born in the year 428 BC. And again, he started the Academy of Athens. And one of his students, oddly enough, was Alexander the Gripper. We'll get into that in a minute. In Plato's school of Athens, one of the tenets that he taught was about these, these cave dwellers and how life and society is akin to a group of people living in a dark cave. And as they live in this dark cave, they, they had a fire and the fire would cast shadows on this cave wall. So they were trying to interpret the world and reality through these shadows that the fire cast on the wall. So in other words, they're in darkness. They know nothing. And their perception of reality is so minimal to be in a cave just just uh, trying to interpret shadows on a wall. Now this is, this is according to, to Plato, one of his stories. So he said, one day, one of these cave dwellers went on and saw the sun and was amazed. He says, oh my God, there's a sun and there's a moon and there's an ocean and all of these things out here. I better go back and talk to these people in the cave and, and tell them they don't know shit. There's a whole world out here. So the guy went back into the cave and began to explain the sun and fields and the ocean. And they said, what are you, crazy? And they killed him. And that's kind of like akin to people that are not enlightened or people that don't have an understanding of truth and philosophy and, and wisdom. You know, that's why it's very important because basically what's happening is you're going to be in darkness. You know, you'll have the right sneakers on and you'll be matching and you might even be driving the right car, but you're still out of touch with reality. So, give me a chance. It's my dog. So, um, hey, Jackson. All right, so that's that. And let's see, School of Athens, Plato, idealized life. So that's that. Plato believed in, in living the idealized life, is, is what that was. Shadow. So, in essence, what ends up happening is as Plato is, is conducting his, his academy, of Athens, the academy, philosophy, he gets a student by the name of Aristotle, and Aristotle was born in 384 BC, okay, and he's Macedonian, he's from Ma Macedonia, which is where Alexander the Great is from, and Aristotle studied in Plato's academy, and was a student of Plato, and in 343 BC, Plato dies, and King Philip II of Macedonia, which is where Aristotle is from, King Philip II sends for Aristotle, summons him to become the tutor, the personal tutor of Alexander the Great. So I guess at that same exact time Plato passed away, Aristotle went up to Macedonia to his homeland to, to tutor Alexander the Great, and Alexander the Great at that time was 13 years old. So this is a real formative year for him. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe that Aristotle tutored him for like five or six years. And they would just take long walks and studies and just go back and forth with their dialogues. And initially it said that Alexander the Great was kind of hard-headed and kind of blunt thinking and, and, and kind of, I guess you could say in a simple way, simple-minded, uh, generically. 
And the teachings that hit Alexander the Great at age 13 obviously had a profound uh, change on him because he uh, he's known as being the greatest general of all time and a military genius, beyond genius. This guy was amazing. The thing with Alexander the Great, and in those times this was very common, when an army would go out to do combat against another army, Alexander would be the guy with the bright feathers in his in his helmet so you could see that it's him and he would be the first one in the line to, to go and attack and make, make a siege he'd be the first one to jump in and fight with swords and slash and go at it and his men would see this and they would be motivated to fight even harder Alexander was amazing amazing I really should look him up I know it's a brutal time and it was brutal people but that's how life was conducted in those days that's like saying you know a line exists in the jungle but he eats, you know, berries and leaves. No, a lion is a lion, and he he hunts. That's what he. This is this is the way of nature. And in those times, I guess it was more primitive. This is how people hashed out their differences and how people survived because one group would try to take over another group, and it was war. And actually, a lot hasn't changed. We're still, you know, doing a lot of killing these days too, which I really don't agree with, which is horrendous. But that, that's the world that we live in. That's what our tax dollars go to. So, again, uh, Aristotle, Aristotle, when he was done tutoring Alexander the Great, started a school called Lyceum. And with the, a lot of money and gifts that uh, Alexander the Great gave him, he started the school Lyceum and continued his teachings. Back in Athens, he went back to Athens. So, one thing that Aristotle was known for is what's called the golden mean, which is in the middle, not to the extreme of being, let's say, way too happy, or not to the extreme of being way too depressed, but being in the middle, being a realist. And this is what's known as the golden mean. He was also the father of modern-day scientific method, a logical thinking, deduction, as I said, logic. And he, he, he has one of his famous quotes. He said, It is a mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. Just pretty profound. What, what that means is that you will process information that's put before you without making a value judgment on it. You're, you're processing it for the sake of the process of doing that, of, of evaluating what that information is to see what you can get out of it, whether it's true or false or what, what there is. Maybe it connects with something that you already know or maybe you learn something new. So that was, that was his whole thing, okay? And let's see... Yeah, he's the father of logic and rational thought and thinking. So, I recommend that you guys look into Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of into the Marcus Aurelius, the, his book Meditations is really, really deep. I'm kind of flipping through it and reading. I'm not reading the whole book because I've, I've already read it, but there's a lot of uh, truth in there. It's It's... Really something very important. For a man or a woman, you know, a lot. I know the podcast is called Alpha Male Buddhist, but this is meant for anybody with a critical thinking mind that wants to improve because alpha is a state of mind. Alpha meaning A, the first letter of the alphabet, meaning supreme, top, epoch, zenith, you know, is, is top. And it's important to have that mindset to be a person... Let me go over here. To be a person that that lives life to the fullest critical thinking you know not too much to one extreme or the other you know just be a realist enjoy life you know that's what we're here for breathe deeply go deep into your meditation 
Go deep into your studies and have fun. You know, roll in the mud. You got to do that too. It's a balance of all these things. So I'm not sure exactly how long this podcast has gone on for, but this is going to be the first podcast um, that I literally, you know, just shot it on this camera and I'm putting it on YouTube. And the MP3 of this is going to be on, you know, for the podcast is going to be on my on my RSS feed. So I want to thank you for listening. Namaste. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, And I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. My Instagram is Alpha Male Buddhist. And check out my YouTube channel, Alpha Male Buddhist, and that's on YouTube. It is the podcast accompanied with video clips that integrate exactly with the podcast, so it's motivational and inspirational. I also have promotional t-shirts. If you go to my website, alphamalebuddhist.podbead.com, you can see the promotional t-shirts there. Reach out to me. Also, if you have any show notes or any suggestions that you would like to hear on the podcast, just reach out and see if I can get that done. I've been getting some really great emails and feedback from my listeners, which is great. So I want to thank you for listening and namaste.